0: Make sure if you haven't done so already to check out our Sunday School video. This time it's going to be on Genesis chapter 3.
1: Please hear my cry, O God. Father, wipe my tears. From darkness far away I cry for you to bring me near. is overwhelmed, my spirit is cast down, but the shelter of your wings, my Lord, leads me through this troubled ground. The shelter of your wings is a fortress for the fight against the enemy, the foe of truth and right. The shelter of your wings lifts my spirit so to sing. How I love the blessed comfort of The shelter of your wings Your shelter sets me free From grips of sin and shame Beneath your wings I soar Lifted high by Jesus' name My strength is in your and might is not my own. It's the shelter of your wings that will carry me toward home. The shelter of your wings is a fortress for the fight against the enemy, the foe of truth and right. The shelter of your wings lifts my spirit so to sing. How I love the blessed comfort of the shelter of your wings. Your mercy and your truth led through the troubled way. The heritage of hope led me high when low I lay. For mercies mixed with justice in the shelter of your wings The shelter of your wings is a fortress for the fight Against the enemy, the foe of truth and right The shelter of your wings lifts my spirit so to sing How I love the blessed comfort of the shelter of your wings
0: You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever.
1: As the Lamb to slaughter faces, though with cross on wounded frame, lonely still, Yeah. and green.
0: shepherd now you know typically we hear that phrase at least a similar phrase to that coming from the words of Psalm 23 that the Lord is my shepherd but you know as we look at what it means for the Lord to be our shepherd we find out some pretty interesting things you know what what God has done since the very beginning all the way back at the very beginning is what I'm talking about with Adam and Eve you see that, that he set up mankind to rule with him, to you know rule over the earth, to subdue the earth. Uh, you know There's different phrases that are connected there with Adam and Eve. So what God has done repeatedly throughout history, and you can see this time and time again in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, is he invites us as human beings to help in the, the ruling and the, the reigning here on earth. So whenever we make the statement that the Lord is our shepherd, What do we really say? Well, when you look at how the Lord rules or how he shepherds in this case, he shepherds by always reaching out to, whenever it was Israel, it was some of the Israelites. And some of those leaders were supposed to be shepherds of the people. And now in the church today, we find out that, that our Lord has appointed shepherds in the church, that they would lead the people and tend the flock of God. So let's take a look at some passages from the Old Testament that speak about some of these things here. So let's look at the book of Ezekiel, Ezekiel chapter 34. Now, you've got to understand that during Ezekiel's day, uh, he's a very interesting prophet because he was supposed to be become a priest whenever he turned you know, the right age to become a priest. But he found himself in exile at that time. But yet, at that time, he was supposed to become a priest and supposed to minister before the Lord. What he did was he became a prophet. And he started prophesying. But, you know, God wasn't happy with his people at that time because they had gone so far away from what they were supposed to and what God wanted them to be. And God has a few words about the shepherds, the ones who should be shepherding Israel during Ezekiel's day. Well, let's read together what he says. Ezekiel 34, verses 1 through 6. The word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel prophesy and say to them this is what the sovereign lord says woe to you shepherds of israel who only take care of yourselves should not shepherds take care of the flock you eat the curds clothe yourselves with the wool and slaughter the choice animals but you do not take care of the flock you have not strengthened the weak or healed the sick or bound up the injured you have not brought back the strays or searched for the lost you have ruled them harshly and brutally so they were scattered because there was no shepherd, and when they were scattered, they became food for all the wild animals. My sheep wandered over the hill over the mountains, and on every high hill. They were scattered over the whole earth, and no one searched or looked for them. Now this is the state of things during Ezekiel's day, and this is what the Lord has a problem with. Notice I, I tried to put in underline some of these things that I want us to really pay attention to. He says there in verse two, he says, "Woe to you, shepherds of Israel, who only take care of yourselves." And he lists several reasons or several ways that they are only taking care of themselves. They are not taking care of the people of God. They're not—they're uh, not helping them whenever they're hurting, whenever they're sick, whenever they are lost. They're not helping them. Okay, I think there is something that we need to learn about the church today, about Christians today. You know, what about those of us who, uh, you know, those of us Christians who are leaders? Can the same thing be said that we are only taking care of ourselves? We should be people, Christians today, we should be people who've learned from Israel and who have learned from, from like examples of Ezekiel. And we see that during their day, their spiritual leaders weren't taking care of the flock as they should. They needed to change, but they weren't willing to change. And because of that, horrible things happened to the people of God. They were scattered all over the place. And and they went into this this time period of of exile that that we know about. But then God's not done talking about it. He says, woe to the shepherds of Israel who only take care of themselves. He's got more to say. Verses 7 through 10. Therefore, you shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. As assuredly as I live, declares the Sovereign Lord, because my flock lacks a shepherd, and so has been plundered, and has become food for all the wild animals, and because my shepherds did not search for my flock but cared for themselves rather than for my flock, therefore you shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Sovereign Lord says: I am against the shepherds, and I will hold them accountable for my flock. I will remove them from tending the flock, so that the shepherds can no longer feed themselves. I will rescue my flock from their mouths and it will no longer be food for them. When you look at what's going on, he's not done by just saying, woe to them. He's not done with these descriptions. What's what's the thing here in verse eight? He says that actually he he says that because my flock lacks a shepherd. It's almost as if they weren't even there. They weren't doing their job. Whenever you have a shepherd who really isn't shepherding, what good are they really doing? They're not taking care of the flock. And right here, these wild animals are coming in. Uh, In this case with Israel, other nations are coming in. They're taking advantage of Israel. Bad things are happening. So how is God going to respond? Verse 10, this is what the sovereign Lord says: I'm against the shepherds, and I will hold them accountable for my flock. God is aware of the things that are going on. He's aware that his people are not acting as they should. He's aware that his shepherds are not acting the way that they should be acting either. And he's had enough of it. And he does something about it. And here in this case, what we're going to see is he describes how he himself steps steps up. Now, his plan was to use shepherds, plural, to, to use shepherds, to shepherd the flock of God the people of God. That's still God's plan today. But whenever those shepherds don't shepherd as they should, then what God does is he steps in and he takes over. And it's not always a very pretty thing because it always is going to include some type of judgment. And right here, the shepherds during Ezekiel's day are going to receive some type of judgment. But let's notice how God talks about himself now and how he is going to just take over because they aren't doing their job. Verses 11 through 16. For this is what the Sovereign Lord says. I myself will search for my sheep and look after them. As a shepherd looks after his scattered flock when he is with them, so will I look after my sheep. I will rescue them from all the places where they are scattered on the day on a day of clouds and darkness. I will bring them out from the nations and gather them from the countries, and I will bring them into their own land. I will pasture them on the mountains of Israel in the ravines and in all the settlements of the land. I will tend them in a good pasture and the mountain heights of Israel will be their grazing land. There they will lie down in the good grazing land and there they will feed in a rich pasture on the mountains of Israel. I myself will tend my sheep and have and have them lie down, declares the sovereign Lord. I will search for the lost and bring back the strays. I will bind up the injured and strengthen the weak. But the sleek and the strong I will destroy. I will shepherd the flock with justice. This is what it looks like whenever God has had enough and whenever he just decides he's going to take over. He wanted humans to help. But you know, just always, you know, we we repeatedly uh, fail God in stepping up to the plate and doing what he wants. Adam and Eve, they were supposed to rule over the earth. What happened to them? Uh, they chose a different way. And we see that time and time again, whenever... Whenever God does raise up a leader, there's something negative about that leader almost always. And we find out that that God does pull those reins in and he shows everybody that he is in control. He says here in verse 11 and actually so many other verses here, too. But definitely in verse 11, he says, I myself will do these things. And he describes everything that he's going to do. He's going to do the very things that they were supposed to be doing all along. The Shepherds aren't doing it but God will step in and he will do it. And he says at the very end here in verse 16, I will shepherd the flock with justice. In fact, he describes a little bit more of what that justice looks like. And he describes a little bit more what it looks like when God is the one who's in control. Let's continue reading. Verses 17 through 19. God continues and he says, As for you, my flock, this is what the sovereign Lord says: I will judge between one sheep and another and between rams and goats. Is it not enough for you to feed on the good pasture? Must you also trample the rest of the pasture with your feet? Is it not enough for you to drink clear water? Must you also muddy the rest with your feet? Must my flock feed on what you have trampled and drink what you have muddied with your feet? Notice what he describes. Now he's talking not just to the shepherds, but now it's the flock. Let's learn from Israel. We are the church today, and we have this We have this responsibility to learn from Israel. And if this could be said of Israel, that the sovereign Lord is going to judge between one sheep and another, do you think maybe he's going to do the same thing in the church today? So how are we responding to these other people? I mean, could you imagine a sheep that does the the things that he's doing? You know, not only in verses 18 and 19 here, he's he's making the statement, you know, uh, was it not enough for you to feed on the good pasture that you had to trample it down too? So nobody else could eat it. And then what about, you know, you drinking the clear water? Do you really have to step on that and muddy it up for the rest of the people? What about the church today? Maybe you are, to use this phrase here, maybe you are are feeding in that good pasture. Maybe you are drinking clear water. But what are you doing to help the other people get to that water? Help the other people get to the good pasture, at least not messing it up for them. But what Israel was doing is even the ones that were protecting of these good things, they were messing it up for the rest of the people. But God, we're going to look at one more thing that God says. Verses 20 through 24. Therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says to them. See, I myself will judge between the fat sheep and the lean sheep. Because you shove with flank and shoulder, butting all the weak sheep with your horns until you have driven them away. I will save my flock and they will no longer be plundered. I will judge between one sheep and another. I will place over them one shepherd, my servant David, and he will tend them. He will tend them and be their shepherd. I, the Lord, will be their God, and my servant David will be prince among them. I, the Lord, have spoken. So what is God going to do? The shepherds of Israel have failed him. They're only looking after themselves. They're not looking after the flock. The flock themselves, they're making it worse for one another. They might have good things themselves, but they're muddying it up for the rest of the flock. God steps in. He does something about it. If we aren't careful in the church today, and if we aren't doing the things that we should be doing, God will step up and he will do something. He will judge between the fat sheep and the lean sheep. He will judge between us. But notice also this promise as well. He says in verse 23 that, I will place over them one shepherd, my servant David. What could that possibly mean? In the New Testament, we get the description of that. We find out that Jesus Christ is from the line of David. He's the one who was prophesied that was going to come and he is, he is the Messiah. He came in power and he was going to change everything about, about Israel. And he did change things about Israel. That's why we ourselves today are called Christians and we follow Christ. That is our shepherd. He is the one that is leading us. We are the ones who have been called to follow him. So what about Jesus? He is this, this shepherd that has come here and that he leads us. Is he gonna judge between the sheep? You've probably already realized this, but I'm gonna now end by reading this passage from Matthew's gospel. Here in Matthew chapter 25, we're gonna see some of the same images that that showed up in Ezekiel's uh, book. And we're gonna notice that Jesus most certainly is that shepherd that God raised up. He is the shepherd that we must follow today. And this is how our shepherd Uh, Describes a future event a time whenever he is going to judge between the sheep this is what it will look like Matthew chapter 25 verses 31 through 40 when the son of man comes in all his glory and all the angels with him he will sit on his glorious throne all the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate the people one from another as a as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats he will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left then the king will say to those on his right come When did we see you a stranger, invite you in, or or needing clothing and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? The king will reply, truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Let's live our lives here and now so that we can hear this message one day, that we will be counted among the sheep, who are faithful to God, who are faithful and following the Lord who is our shepherd.
1: We want you back, we want you back, we want the sheep back in the fold, we want you back, we want you back, we want the coin back in its mold, Lost like a sheep that weather. To the, fold. Back to the fold. We want you back. We want you back. We want the sheep back in the fold. We want you back. We want you back.
0: We want the coin back in its mold.
1: Oh, please don't stay To your God, come, come, back back to the fold. come back to the fold. We want you back. We want you back. We want the sheep back in the fold. We want you back. We want you back. We want, back. We want the coin back in its mold. Though you have wandered. to your God come. come back to the fold